Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what I feel like I'm feeling. But I'm <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Stop. That was horrible. <laughs> stop stop dying, dying, Bob. Stop it. <laughs> My no kids shit. asked me before, how come you're sick? I'm like, because I'm 61 years old and I have three little kids. I get everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I'm I'm sitting here going, man, now I, I feel feel bad that we even like pestered you to get up to do this. So the no, people better I, appreciate I, it this week. I don't feel I bad at all. I thought if I slept, <laughs> I'll be better, but uh often that's not the case. But I took a COVID test this morning, and um, I'm not, but then you never know, because then they tell you, oh, the test don't work, so. <laughs> but it's yeah, mostly that's... just like, so then I was sharing with my friend, I go, dude, it's not COVID, and he goes, you know, there still are those like million, three hundred thousand things you can get sick from and die from. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's more than one disease in the world is what you're saying. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But I'm, huh. I'm, a, I, you know, whatever. I took some day quelled, took a nap, and now I'm rolling. Yeah. So let me tell you. Now it's time for a little bit of Nyquil and a party. Uh, yeah. Not, is there? I gave. I accidentally. Elvis was sick, so I must have got it from him. So he, um, it was like a week ago, and we were in the desert, and um, for some reason I bought that alcohol. Nyquil stuff, and I didn't realize. And I looked at it as alcohol, and I was like, "Ah, he's eleven. He's uh, he's, he's all right. <laughs> it's time, time for <laughs> like, him to be I a would, man." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have taken the alcohol, Nyquil. I'm paranoid about that. I know a lot of sober people are. I've, you know, I know you've you you both taken stuff, right? I've never taken an opiate, never taken a benzo, never drank a Listerine, never. And now I've made such a big deal about it that that I'd probably give myself permission if I were to drink alcohol flavored NyQuil. <laughs> get to go flavored. on a run or something. Get to smoke well, crack. Yeah. yeah, you know, I found that doesn't happen. <laughs> but not from alcohol. Well, but not from, from the assholes like me who are so ridiculous about it. We don't even drink alcohol NyQuil. You know, yeah, Warren's one of those guys where he had a bunch of work. He had, he had, he's had so many things. You, ibuprofen. I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Have your third hernia surgery and have your balls swell up to the size right. of small cantaloupes and talk to me about ibuprofen. But, but you know, different strokes. And if he wants to hang his hat on that, then cool. And I respect that if people do. I just... Why um, does they, I get less technical. Just think about it. 26 years I haven't been in a car accident. I haven't got shot. I haven't got stabbed. I haven't. All the things that used to happen to me on a daily basis have not Is there, happened. You better touch wood. That's not something we put yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. Touch some wood somewhere. Now it's going to all I've happen in one, one week. Mike, I'm, I'm assuming Mike Mart has been shot. You've been shot, right, Mike? I'm no, assuming. I've been stabbed, though. 
Oh, stabbed. Good for you. Stabbed. I've been stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Even my grandma's been stabbed. <laughs> it's old school, man. Hey, it's old school. You know, it's before. It's before everybody carried a gun. Everybody, you know, you got knives you when you're in a bad situation. Somebody would pull out a knife. You've been shot at. I've been shot at yeah. several times. Yeah. But, but you know what was great about Keith Richards' biography? Two main takeaways from it for me was that he he didn't speedball in his main line so that really depressed me like i thought i was being keith richards and he's a fucking pussy actually oh right he never mainlined he always intermusculared and you're kidding and, i'm yeah. so disappointed man Are, you never knew that you didn't read that book no i would just see him shooting it up in the neck or something while he was shaving you know yeah, yeah. apparently he, he, not. Not a, he didn't take it to the fourth dimension like uh, the rest of us. Fuck, shooting it up in your neck is the greatest. It's so close to your brain. I heard that. The thousands of a second difference the is amazing. The that he said was he thinks, you know, everybody thinks I wasn't a real junkie like everybody else. He goes, I've been shot at, I've been stabbed, I've been dope sick looking for shit at two o'clock in the morning in new york city and that made me feel good also also it was depressing because if i had his kind of wealth it would still be fucked was one thing that i realized right yep i thought you know you're keith richards you got so much money you never run out of dope you never get shot at you never get stabbed but apparently he did right like mm -hmm. the nikki six story where he just holed up in his big old house yeah, I don't know if you if you read any of Nikki's no, stuff. But it was a lot of just being holed up in his big old house and having people over, and that's that's oh, like uh, yeah, those guys back in the day, man, like Robin and Nikki and shit. Robin was crazy, man. Robin was just shot yeah, insane Robin amounts of fucking. To, Robin dope. got out in the open. He'd be at my house for two days. I used to love. Yeah, Robin, <laughs> Robin Crosby told would us. come to my house. It was gonna be a good weekend. Yeah, he was afraid to go home. He thought people were fucking stalking him at his house. Well, better to be at my house buying me drugs, Chuck, don't you think? You know, if I start using, that's where I'm going. I'm going to get you some NyQuil so that you uh, <laughs> you need to start going again. And then we'll, uh, you and me, we'll, we'll just, we'll spend my, what, $600 I've got saved. Yeah. And we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll hunt bear we'll hunt bear was, with a knife that was a great era you know the, sadly this taylor hawkins stuff it just keeps haunting me i keep thinking about it like every few hours and the idea that i had was well we didn't know really back in the kurt cobain's day we didn't really know back in the 80s me and anthony if we had problems nobody really knew like we know now, so there's a lot we can do. No, no, there's not really. If the person doesn't want to stop taking drugs, they're not going to. You know, you know what I mean? What's insane to me is like they're dying from taking it orally, you know, like a pill form, right? I, like, like I, I never took shit pill form. I always well, went to the fucking yeah, vein, you know? If you would have shot fentanyl, it, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Probably because it's it's just so unpredictable, right? So that's the thing is you couldn't you can't count on it. You can't count well, on it being the same are, twice. So the dealer, but the, but the society, the dealers now are a reflection of the society now. I mean, I'm not going to stop with how sick America is. 
It's just so sick of a society. You know, I was reading an article the other day, like, Sid doesn't want to play soccer anymore. I'm kind of on her team. Like, yeah, it's not <laughs> fun. It's not fun. Right. Nothing is fun about it. When, when, when Chrissy was doing the coaching, she'd play, she'd bring up music thing and play, and the kids would dance and practice and have fun. And now it's all serious. It's not fun. There's nothing fun about it. And then I was telling a friend of mine, when I was 13 years old, I was, you know, I grew up in Palm Desert, so it wasn't hard to be the best athlete around. But <laughs> there wasn't a lot of competition. But I was really good at baseball. I was third baseman. And Mr. Montoya, my baseball coach, were at the end of the day. And, you know, I said, hit, hit it really hard to me, Mr. Montoya. And he hit like a regular hit, like he's at our practices, right? And I said, no. And I called him the F word, not fuck, but I called him the F word. I said, no. Uh -oh. But back then, you could say that 1974, Chuck. The S-maggot the, word? Yeah. So so I said, no, hit it at me, not like I'm a 13-year-old peewee or whatever. It was midget leaguer. That's what my league was called, midget league. You can't, I don't think they you, don't you have can't that, call that anymore. anymore. <laughs> There's no midget league in America right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so he started really hitting him at me, and he was trying to hit him past me. And I was, uh, my favorite player was this guy, Brooks Robinson of the or, uh, Baltimore Orioles. And I was diving and catching him and throwing him to first base. And, and he was really hitting them really hard at me. And, and I caught most of them. And so, so I came, we came in and I said, I'm the, I'm the greatest third baseman you've ever seen, Mr. Montoya. Just, just, <laughs> and I, he said, what? And I said, I'm the greatest 13 year old third baseman you've ever seen. Just admit it. And he goes, you might be Forrest, but you're not nearly as good as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> now think about what that sentence is. You wow. might be, but you're not nearly as good as you think you are. I hmm. thought about that for like two fucking weeks, Chuck. I would yeah. lay in the phone. What did he fucking mean? I'm either the best or I'm not the best. Right? And I went back to him. I said, Mr. Montoya, am I really the best third baseman you've seen? And he said, I've seen a lot of third basemen that are as good as you, Bobby, but, you know, keep working hard. Right? Now, that's what a coach used to do. Think of uh -huh. all the aspects of that that can't happen now. Can you imagine yeah. what would happen if a grown adult started hitting as hard as they could at a at a thirteen year old boy playing third base? Well, the, that the, would never happen. He would the be parents on site wouldn't on allow rail. it. Yeah, huh? yeah, the parents on site wouldn't allow it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then and then let alone that he would say something that would make you think, right? Because a, a parent would have run him out of town about that. Hey, what did you say to my boy? Why didn't you tell him he was the best? If you were hitting at his heart, you would have a parent advocate, <laughs> you know, saying, is he the best or is he not the best? We need to know. Da, da, da. And, and just the way that he made, and the thing that he said that made me think, I don't think coaches tell kids. They just tell mm. them, oh, you kick the ball this way. You don't do that. Because they're scared of even giving a, an opinion because they'll get crucified by the parents. And this is an article that was in the LA Times. 70% of children who play public sports quit by the time they're 11. The main reason they quit is because it's no fun. 80% of umpires quit after referees quit after two years because of parent abuse. 
right? Yeah, I'm not shocked. So, I mean, so this is for eight-year-old kids' sports. Parents are yelling at the referees so that they go quit after two years of it. They're like, fuck this. Right? And so, but the interesting thing I was thinking back to the Taylor thing is like, yeah, we can make the excuse that Robin Crosby and Nikki Six's day and Kurt Cobain's day and, and Mike's day, nobody really knew what to do with drug addicts. We were taking it to a whole nother level. I know that. And, but still now we don't know how to deal with it. Still now we, do, we don't know how to deal with depression or suicide or, you know, still now. Yeah. Yeah, you know what uh, movie I watched again the other day and I showed the, I always call them kids, but I showed the, the clients is that Prescription Thugs movie. I know, I know that we talked about it before, but like how people don't, people don't want to work through things anymore. And so you go in and you talk about or, or, or deal with things, right? You just don't want to feel. We're told that you're supposed to feel good all the time. And so the doctor gives you a prescription and then it has side effects. So he gives you a prescription that takes care of the side effects. And before you know it, you've got five or seven drugs that you're on and how, what a racket it is. And that when we start the kids young with pills, then they've got a lifelong customer. And, um, that oh, is yeah. that is well, a symptom that, that was well medicine was used for thousand years as something that assisted the body in healing mm-hmm. and in the 19 late 1970s 1980s it became the subscription model where it's you're on it for life because of these um because of these lifelong illnesses, right? Cholesterol medicine is one of the biggest frauds of all. Like cholesterol is not necessarily bad. Oh no, that's what what one of the ladies who was a a representative who quit working for the company, quit working for him and started talking because her niece died as a result of some things. And she said, you know, most people, it's about exercise and that more people suffer from low cholesterol, but they've been sold a bill of goods. Right. You know, about if you take this and how much, how much better. Well, everything is just go to, go to Ohana Fest. That's really the solution to everything, Chuck. And we are sponsored <laughs> by the great Ohana Fest. So I thought we would segue into that. I went to Coachella five of the six days, the last two weeks. I walked 27 miles one day, tw- uh, 2,700 steps or whatever. I had that thing on my phone and then my friend Mark has it. Uh, me and Sid and Elvis on Sunday, and I think it's Sunday, we saw nine bands in one day. Nine bands across a, that huge property of Coachella. We went from Sahara Tent, we saw Wiley. Wiley got got uh, got us up on the stage during Vince Staple, the rapper from Gorillaz. Yeah. And it was the first stage Sid had ever been on and she was so excited. <laughs> cool. And uh and and the, so we saw Vince Staple. We saw this band called this DJ, but he's it's a weird version of DJing where the, he has videos of people talking and then he samples what they say. It's like live and 
it's like a live video plays on the video screen. And then he takes a little part of it and samples it. And he's playing music behind me. He was playing keyboards too, like real melodies of keyboards. He's a real musician, not just a computer geek. And his name was Fred again. You ever heard of this guy? Yeah. No. Yeah, he was so fucking good, man. Oh, that's it cool. Was, yeah. It was amazing. And he, it was this lecture this woman was giving about how there was no live music for years. But and what's going to come after COVID? What's going to come after COVID? And she says, just know that it will be marvelous. And he sampled that. Just know that it will be marvelous. But she kept and he kept sampling the other parts. What's what comes after this? What comes after this? Just know that it will be marvelous. And it was so optimistic and so hopeful. And you had like <laughs> 20,000 fucking kids jumping up and down. It was just amazing. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. And then we saw spiritualized. Sid liked spiritualized. I don't know what's going to happen to her. She's going to be depressed for her whole life. <laughs> so I no. would say spiritual, spiritualized. She, liked, she, was, she was kind of mesmerized by spiritualized. Wow, cool. Yeah, that's junkie rock, dude. I don't know, man. Who cares? She <laughs> likes music. You know what? So was Mazzy Star and so was Cowboy Junkies, but a lot of people loved it and are turned out just fine. But <laughs> so we get there to spiritualize. You know, I'm not rushing to get there because, you know, their favorite song I love called Come Together. I'm figuring they do it last, right? Like all bands, there's a rule, Chuck. I don't know if you were. Mike knows this rule. Mike knows this rule. Texan the Horse Heads always ended with the the Marvin Gaye song. Uh, the um, ain't that peculiar? That yes, yeah. yes. So Thelonious Monster always ends with "See That My Grave Is Kept Clean." Chili Peppers always end with "Give It Away." Um, yeah. And so and so and Pearl Jam, the great Pearl Jam, always ends with "Keep On Rocking in the Free World." It's just it's the rule of rock, Chuck. Do you know the rule of rock? You end with your best, most exciting song, or, mm -hmm. just, you know the, or just the number that's going to just going to explode up. You know, I mean, we yeah, always did that because up. because things would fall apart and we would just go crazy. You know, and people. So would, I know. know how to time a forty-minute set. They go on at twelve at five twenty. That means they're going to play "Come Together," the greatest song of the of the Brit pop era, in my opinion. Like other than like five Oasis songs and two Blur songs, it's the greatest song of that era. It's called "Come Together" by Spiritualize. So I'm assuming they're going to do it last. So we get there. They start at five forty. They get we get there about you know six ten, six oh five between six oh five and six ten. I'm going to watch twenty thirty minutes, see my favorite song last, whatever. So they play this song. It's non away, dun, 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 you know, and he, he, it's just a cacophony of guitar sound. He's, I love spiritualized, but there's one song that's beyond spiritualized called Come Together. And they end their set, and I'm just standing there. What happened to Come Together? This kid walks up to me and says, Hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Da, 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 da. And I was like, Were you here the whole time? And he said, Yeah. And I said, did they do come together? And he goes, yeah, they opened with it. And I was like, fuck! There you you're go. fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, no, Are no. Are people that's... changing the rules of rock? What the it's, <laughs> it, there's, then there's like, that's a good one because, you know, make them wait, leave them wanting more, and open with the song that all the, all, everybody came to see, and then you're stuck with the root crowd after that. 
Uh, that's not good. No. That's a bad. No, that's, that's fantastic. I'm going to no, send a letter good. in to the complaint department of the Spiritualized Corporation saying, please play Come Together Last so we can get there halfway through like all other bands Ooh, and what see do the we best know? song. What do we know? Gamers are the new rock stars anyhow. We're, we're, we've, we're fossils. Wait, you uh, want to know, know what the future is? We were Saturday night, we were walking out and... Oh my God, I bump into Jenny from Blackpink. Oh my God, you should have seen the look on Sid's face. So I physically bumped into her. I don't know her. I, I just said it like I'm friends with her. Hey, Jen, what's happening? No, just physically, it was dark. I was going through an area. I bump into this person. I said, Oh, sorry. I look up. It's like three of the girls from Blackpink and four huge bodyguards and their entourages. And I just bumped into the lead singer physically, Chuck. Oh. Physically. Wow. And well, luckily, I'm wimpy. And I said, oh, sorry. Excuse me. So sorry. And Sid and I were just standing there. And it was like, oh, my God. And I said, oh, my God, Blackpink. And they just turned really fast and walked away. And Sid said, that was Blackpink. That was Blackpink. <laughs> Blackpink is bigger <laughs> than from, gamers. Dude. That's from one the old- band that's bigger than gamers. Running from the old guy in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Let's get out of here. She's tiny. You know, she's tiny. I almost knocked her down. Just like oh walking through. Just, sorry. Oh, sorry. But um, <laughs> I'm going to see Pearl Jam on uh, on uh, next weekend. Where are they playing at? The Forum. Oh my God. You guys, text up you know, as many if you want. I guess. That's the mighty plural one is opening. Yes. Is he doing it as a band or just as one person? No, still? just himself with a bunch of instruments. Huh. So I'm wondering how it's going. I haven't heard. Right. You know, is it the Kling same Hopper, thing he did at Ohana Fest last year? Do you just know him? that Klinghoffer up until like seven years ago had a flip phone? Do you know that? It's great. Who needs yeah. a screen anyways? Me. Well, and... Keith Morris still doesn't have a cell phone. He said, he said to me the other day, can you, um, can you tell Anthony to call me? And I was like, well, um, I can <laughs> when are you going to be home? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really call, call where? And, and he said, I don't do texting. I said, yes, you do Keith. You can do texting on your phone. If you have, I mean, on your, not on your phone, on your laptop, right? SMS. Isn't that a, you can text to a laptop right yeah you can but you have to have an iphone account oh do you really i think i don't or know an iCloud. Just... you have to have an iCloud account that's what you have to have you have to have an oh. iCloud account and then you have to have a mac yeah he said well i just don't do that right so, so what's I he doing like... he's calling back and getting his messages on a regular phone machine he's punching yeah, in the code. The phone machine <laughs> but i said you <laughs> like know we, like you know. like we did back in the 80s <laughs> You know, <laughs> there comes a point where it's just inconvenient to live in the past yeah, like that. Yeah, he's holding on to something, man. I yeah, but know. I know people that are anti-phones, and they. But you can still text them. The problem with Keith is you can't text him. You can mess. <laughs> you can. Uh, you can message him on uh, Facebook. He's on that thing yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it, he's embraced technology because he is on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, check. It's the interwebs, right? It, it certainly was for a long time. It was the webs and then the interwebs. And then I don't even know what to call it anymore. 
Uh, all I know is Bobby's going to be a gamer. Uh, I don't even know the Bobby. rules to music. Oh, yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that. It's yeah, dinosaur. Text, uh, what was it? Somebody texted me. Well, Mike, you texted me that one of your daughters said uh, that's possible, and then somebody else texted me saying, "I I think you can be a gamer at your age." Yeah. So, well, you just got to practice. Uh, this sickness. I've been sick since we got home since Monday morning. Yeah, you're. You know what you're going to be. I'm going to set it up for you, Bob. You're going to be. You're going to. Your uh, handle's going to be at Buck Dinosaur. Buck Dinosaur. <laughs> hey, that, that could be like a TV show. Yeah. You, you know. You better do that. You better be copyright that or whatever before you release this. Someone will take it and try and sell it to you. No. What if they had an asteroids competition? I could probably brush up on asteroids. I was really good at asteroids back in the day. My daughter said that that would actually be kind of like, if it was funny, it would probably fly with the young kids. If it was like you just yeah. doing really stupid old old games. You know, and just like yeah. talking to, like, what? to get a kid to do ding dong you know, crazy climber. And well, then you could get you could get like these gamers that you meet. You could get them to come on and play asteroids with you. Or, yeah, or play, yeah. Or play. Well, I want to have the whole setup. I want to have the chair and the headset <laughs> and everything. Buck and dinosaur. Playing Miss Pac Man. Look out! No, no, no! Okay. Plants versus zombies, man. Plants Here versus zombies too. <laughs> I could, I can play Plants versus Zombie. I still play Plants versus Zombies. <laughs> we could get on there and. Yeah, no problem. Can you get COVID two times in three months? Listen, man, Bob, you were at a <laughs> festival around all of those people. What? No, who's? You have no idea how you got sick. Are you kidding me? You got sick because you went to the Coachella and you were around a ton of people. I know, but there was this one moment I was working at, walking out of the Gobi tent, and this woman literally coughed on me, and I could feel saliva <laughs> hit my lip. Oh. That's was your mouth open? The people, Chuck, why do they not cover their mouths when they cough? You, they because they're uncivilized. That's why. They don't no care. One, they weren't raised right. right. Yeah, it's not gone. It's just, you know, it's just out of the public eye for, it's like safer now than it was, but it's not gone. It's for sure. I could, have you ever, somebody sneezed next to you and you can feel the water droplets hit your face? Oh, well, how do you think God, you got sick? That's so Jeez, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll do that where I get my hand wet under a faucet and go up behind somebody and go, chew and flick all the water on them just to see what they'll do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> I like to lick oh, my I finger. In, I like to lick my finger and so then stick it in. For, what would you do if I get COVID and die? This would be the Don't Die podcast. The other guy died. He didn't die of drugs, at least. He died of COVID. No, we just get Elvis on. <laughs> we'd have elvis fill in for you how can here's another thing how can i be so sick and no one else in this house is sick that's ridiculous because you're 61 the covid thing coughed on you bob you're at a giant coachella spreader event man it was a super spreader yeah it wasn't the black pink girls. It was this girl, like, I don't know. She looked like she was going to a Hawaiian hula dancing thing. There was a lot of people dressed like they were going to hula dancing things. How's your, are you, are you losing your taste, your sense of smell, anything like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't have, do I have sense of taste? Where's my nicotine gum? Yeah, you, maybe, gum. you probably don't even have that anymore. You've had it so many times. Yeah. Well, I had the. 
exhaustion. Like I just slept from four and then I saw it was, I woke up and it was seven thirty four, and I was like, Oh my God, those guys are going to be pissed. I slept three and a half hours. So we don't That's, have our that slot. That can't be a good sign. Yeah, so, so here's the Ohana Fest information. We don't have our slot yet, but we're going to get a good slot on the, on the storyteller stage. We're not going to play music this year, Bob. We're going to okay. just have you and Chuck up on stage, and I'm going to engineer and be on a microphone, and we're going to do like uh, a question and answer kind of thing for the last half hour. Why don't we just have Klinghopper come up? Because he's busy. You know that's never going to work. He can't get over there if he's playing with Pearl Jam. It's just not on. It's not going to happen. So don't even put that out there. It's just not Well, Stevie happen. Nicks then. Mike, call Stevie Nicks. Say we <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a storyteller stage. It's not a song. Right? It's not, you know, it just doesn't work. So he's it didn't a storyteller. Till a landslide brung it down. You know what? I'm, I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to start putting that out there that you people need to come and come to the Don't Die uh, hour and uh, get their name and their, um, you know, their name and where they're from and, and their question on our podcast and stuff. This will be their opportunity to just, meet you. And, you know. We can have um, we can have Keith Morris text Stevie Nicks <laughs> and then... So I'll be have an iCloud. Be an iCloud account. Yeah, he, Keith, here's what we do: you get Keith an iCloud account, <laughs> and we get a text to Nick. Will no. you be on? Listen, I don't really know you, but let's have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is there a chance that Stevie and Nick knows who Keith Morris is? I'm sure she does. She's hip. She's from Arizona. I don't well, know. I mean, especially I Josh. Josh <laughs> I mean, because it, it doesn't work with Josh because he's like. What about like, Sean Penn? He's not playing. Let's ask him to come on. Sure, man. That'd be great. Maybe we get in. A, Maybe a, Stevie. Stevie will ask him. No. <laughs> guests don't. Yeah. No. Anyway. Well, how about this? We'll just lie and say these people are going to be on. Just so that people come in the beginning and then they, and like me, they might get there late and they'll think, oh shit, I missed Stevie Nicks. Well, and right? we could okay. do that thing where we go, anybody here from Stevie's people yet? Because, uh, <laughs> wow, she was supposed to be here. That's perfect, Chuck. Yeah. That's the old punk rock way to do it, man. Just lie about it. <laughs> Just oh, straight up. <laughs> Show oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show business is a nasty business. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it it was weird. A friend of mine's wife cried at at the concert because it was just so beautiful that people were back together again, right? And somebody said to me yeah, this morning, or Elvis said to me, "If you have COVID, do you regret going to Kachan?" I was like, "No, no, I don't. No, nah. I don't. No, not once we got mm. past the well." Coachella you know, we, is not for me, but stagecoach this weekend. I am going Sunday, and I'm going to take Sophia and Ray. Oh my God! Down. Look at that, Mike Mark going down. But to I am staying to away Trump from people, country. and if Go I get Trump inside, country. hey, if I get inside that crowd, my mask is on, baby. I'm not. I'm not taking. That's an N95 wrapped around my face, nice and tight. I did the one. The one night it was so windy and sandy, I did wear a mask because I felt like, oh, I'm just trying to keep the dirt out. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck what those right wingers think about me. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. You're gonna look think, like one. 
I think I think you're gonna they're gonna assume you're one of them, Mike, with your look. Trust me, they're gonna think there's one of our guys. There's one. Of our <laughs> I'm gonna guys. wear my. Uh, That's you not can a look pinko for me, guy. You folks out there, you can look for them. I'm gonna be wearing my John Deere green hat. <laughs> my John Deere tractor. <laughs> Mike Mark infiltrates the the, yeah. the Trumpers. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing a. a they People won't downtown. let me bring in my sidearm, but I'll be wearing my uh, chain wallet. How's that? Chain wallet. That works. Although Trumpers really don't do the chain wallet. The um, uh, the, I've been seeing a, a Trumper. I'm trying to be away from the Trumpers. <laughs> well, okay. Then, you know what? Just just act there's liberal civilized. cowboys, man. There's <laughs> liberal cowboys. I'm telling you. You know what? You know what's strange is. Just because people are anti-authoritarian, uh, you know, anti-government kind of thing, doesn't mean they're a Trumper. And Trump's been playing on that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people on the right who don't like Trump at all. They just don't like mask mandates and transgender teaching in school and all this kind of stuff. And we assume that they're Trumpers because I said that to a friend of mine. He's like, I fucking hate Trump. But, you know, you can't you know without his opinions about whatever and i was like and it, it it sparked a little kind of curious idea of what if trump is just playing on the fact that all people that are anti-government like him and they actually don't if ron DeSantos came along they would back him That's oh don't I you think. think don't you think if a viable candidate came up that that it would be supported by the right Yes, I think I'm, you know, I'm saying me. the dude, the dude, here's this. I want to know the phoniest politician in America. This Ron DeSantis guy, right? So he um, he's taking the tax exemption status away from Disney because whatever, some videos oh, yeah. that oh. they were going to propagandize transgender and gay themes in Disney. Um, took, that's like, took away their so, right to self-govern the too <laughs> so that's some low-level person at disney yeah fat chance try, try to get that through to the major release hey it's just like it's not gonna happen maybe on disney plus they're gonna have you know gay characters on their their tweener tv shows just like they should but this idea that like all the stuff they say, like Bambi's going to be gay and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just like the most idiotic high school dropout stupid shit, right? But so he's behind it and he's filming it and he's trying to get himself set up for a 2024 run at the primary to see if Trump gets out. It doesn't go in. He could be Trumpier than Trump is what they're saying, right? Trumpier <laughs> than Trump. That's a good Trumpier name for a band Trump. right the there. Guy, mm -hmm. The guy mm -hmm. who the guy who's going to run for governor against him, I think, I think at the same time uh, in 2024, uh, this guy, Chris, Senator Chris from Florida, went to Florida State University and went to Florida school, uh, uh, elementary school and middle school and high schools. Right. And he's saying where he said this on, on the TV show or talk show I was listening to. Where do you think Ron DeSantos, the, the, brawler against disney's gay propaganda and the guy who's just like no school mandates and uh, mass mandates and all this where do you think a man with this stupid and ideas went to college yale university yale yeah yale and harvard then, and then he went to harvard after that for a law degree these dumb fucking 
people on the right don't realize that these are Yale and Harvard educated politicians <laughs> that are just Deadly. telling them what they want to hear. Oh, come on. You really, people don't, you think, are they the same people who think strippers love them? Uh, yes, they are the same ones. Don't make okay. fun of me, Chuck. God I know we went, we went down this road. We went down the snake lady <laughs> and all that. But but it's just the idea that if you really think that a politician is talking to you and really has your best interest at heart when they're running for anything to better their cause and their life, you just you got to be silly, man. You just got to not be thinking. That kind of shocked me, though, because DeSantos just strikes me as is this moron. He ain't a moron. He's just playing a moron on TV. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're just playing well, a role. Well, he's playing, he's playing a what has been a winning hand, you know? It, it's it's been working for for certain people. So why not why not play in that? Because it, I mean it's gross, but I get it. I, I see people that do that in music. They hear music that's making more money and they change genres, you know. I'll put a little hippity hop in there. They yeah. Put a little hippity hop in there. Why not? You know, why not add a little country flavor? If it's what's selling, let's, let's, let's have our next record. Oh, sell man. something. Let's, let's hey, if you're talking use, that, if let's you're try talking. to use the, the ingredients of the most popular music and put it in a blender. Okay. The most popular music at Coachella by far was Latinx. It like this one guy came out with this girl called Karen G this guy came out, 100,000 people went running over the main stage, went nuts over this guy wearing a cowboy hat. I still don't know his name. Orville He's Peck. Biggest, huh? No, no, Peck. not Orville Peck. <laughs> no, no. But not the, the tattoo. the main stage, he came out to sing one song, and apparently he leaked it on social media that, that he showed himself sitting by a pool in Palm Springs on... on uh, on Saturday so that everyone would know, oh my God, he's going to go play with this friend of his that's at Coachella. Right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and bad bunny is the biggest artist in the world. Boo. He's playing seven nights at Staples center. I will never call it crypto. Um, though crypto is a cool name. I just can't stop saying Staples center. Yeah. So, so, Latina. So we need a little Latina, a little Texas, Mexicano, Nor Nordos, the Norco songs. We need a little ingredient of that, a little Bad Bunny, a little, a little of that Latin sound. We need definitely, obviously, hip hop, yeah. both low and high hip hop. So let's take a little bit of low hip hop, like Vince Staples, and let's take a little high hip hop, like Kendrick, right? And let's mix it in with the Latinx. Okay, what else is next? What else is next? Uh, rock music. We need big guitars, Chuck. Big guitars with these beats and the hip-hop and the low hip-hop and the lo-fi. Okay, now we need some K-pop. How do we wow. mix some K-pop in here? You don't, because you, except for the, the whole Latin infusion, you pretty much got Machine Gun Kelly. And then... No, but we need K-pop. We need the... The hard work ethic, the pop sensibility, and the choreography of K-pop. Uh, I think choreography would go over like amazing if you had okay. like a rock and roll so band. Got, so let me, Mike, are you taking notes here? We got. We I got am, except I'm thinking of baby we've metal. Got, we've got lo-fi hip hop. We've got regular old, you know, regular, you know, hip hop. So I guess it's like we got, we got, you know, 
the more dangerous hip hop, and then we've got the the you know pop hip hop like Kanye. Then we've got the choreography, hard work ethic, and pop sensibilities of K-pop. We've got big guitars, Jimmy Page, who kissed kiss rock and roll all night party every day guitars and finally we need a little bit of country tinge mike and that's where you come in we need a little <laughs> pedal steel guitar somehow Not gonna happen for me. <laughs> now we need 16 year olds that can actually dance for an hour to do it <laughs> I mean, oh man oh man we're 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 gonna make the biggest most popular music in the world by by cross pollinating those seven eight different influences we could do it wow. we could do it gentlemen we have computers we know. could do it yeah i don't know i i don't think we could even sell this to simon cowell i i think that <laughs> it would have been put together already hey that I just got a sounds question like too for much. you bob do you think jeffrey lee pierce jeffrey's last days he wanted to do a rap record you know he yeah, wanted to do these, a serious these rap record. yeah was he cr crazy ahead of his time he was or way what? ahead of his time. That's he was about so Vietnam. ahead of his time. He was a, a future thinker. I don't know if he was. Chuck, the last five years of, of Jeffrey's life, he was obsessed three with years, Vietnam. Yeah. He was just obsessed with it. And he wanted No, Japan. More. Japan. And and Vietnam. He wanted to have a record store. He said there's so many Americans living in Vietnam and that we should have a record store there. And he, he was... I was on Interscope Records at the time, and he wanted me to take him to Interscope Records and take him up to Death Row Records to meet Suge Knight. <laughs> yeah, you should. Why didn't said, you do it? I said, no way. No well, way, dude. Because I'd not? been up there, and it was seriously kind of scary up there, you know? It was scary. <laughs> Seems like a nice they guy. Took over, like I a mean, big Interscope bear. Records, they took over the whole top. You know, Jimmy Ivan used to be like up at the top floor and everything. And then when Death Row Records moved in, they moved into the top floor and Jimmy Ivan was down lower. <laughs> hey, here's, down. here's the thing we do know. We do know that Ron DeSantos, who went to Yale and then followed up with a law degree at Harvard, does not believe the moronic things he proselytizes as a politician. Are we safe to say that's true, Chuck? Okay, okay. I'm on board. Okay, there is a scene in the NWA movie where apparently Dr. Dre walks into Suge Knight's office and says, I quit, I'm out, fuck you, I'm out of here. That never happened in a million years. Right. He would have been shot as obviously uh, <laughs> portrayed in real life when they were filming the movie NWA. Suge Knight ran over and killed the guy on purpose in front of 30 eyewitnesses because they were arguing over a parking spot. Yeah. Do you think Suge Knight might have, uh, do you think, do, well, I, I just want to throw it, throw it out to you guys. Do you think Dr. Dre like really walked into Suge Knight's office at Death Row Records where Mike is describing an inter interscope and said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm out. Do you really think he did that? I have I, no idea. I, I yeah, no I idea. couldn't begin to comment on that because I don't know. I don't know either of the people personally. Yeah, there's been so much written about it. You know, the whole like Snoop Dogg leaving the camp and you know having to do this and do that. There's, what about there's been so Biggie? much written what about, about it? Who knows? Tupac? Really? Right. What about killing Biggie? Well, who knows what <laughs> happened there? Nobody what really knows, Bob, and you can't really say who who's right or wrong. But Suge Knight was definitely a gangster, man. That's all I know. And he's it, still and alive, we up, by the way. He's still alive. Yeah, he's, yeah. And 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 when we went up there one time, uh, Jimmy Iovine took us up there, and um, 
to get a bunch of hip hop records and rap records because we wanted some. And it was kind of, you know, it was kind of scary, man. There was, was there dogs around? Did around. they have dogs in there? <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> strange, man. We were like, very uncomfortable being like, you know, seven white guys. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there was pit bulls. Play that there. played there Irish dogs. music. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, well, it's just, oh, okay. All I know is Suge Knight has to be the toughest human being who ever lived. Just recently, Chuck, about four or five years ago, he was mm -hmm. shot seven times or five times at what used to be Gazzari's. It's called Oak something now on Sunset right. next to the Roxy. He was yeah. shot five times, walked to his car, and drove himself to Cedar Sinai. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was so big. There dude. is no way you're telling that <laughs> like, guy, fuck you, you, I'm out. You can't fuck even you, imagine, like, you think, like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, he's probably big. You know, he looked kind of big in pictures. But when you see him in real life, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Mike, can you call Dre and get him on the show so we can talk about this? Uh, I don't, really, I don't want to be involved. Right? I'm silent. <laughs> I know. That's why you notice Mike is the first time he's just not. No, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't, don't want to have any. No, I love all those guys. Snoop Dogg, I love them all, man. I love them all. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you guys did you see that thing where rapper, that rapper Takeshi69 uh, gave away $50,000 to that Mexican family? Did you see that in the news? No, no. No. I just wanted to get your there opinion on it. There is a gamer. Me. There's a gamer named Mr. Beast that gives away money all the time. Have, have you ever heard of this gamer called Mr. Beast? No. He gave. He has. He has a. He carries around a million dollars in cash with. It's what? like a big thing. It's like a big thing with these young rappers. They're giving away money and stuff. They're giving away it on the street. It's like a PR thing, right? And, yeah, and yeah. But they film it and then they use it to their own advantage and stuff, which some people say is not really in the giving spirit and some of it's fake money. And if it's creating some sort of a act giving? of giving and then putting it on the internet is creating more people uh -huh. doing that, more rappers and creating a trend, I say, yeah, because T yeah. Takeshi969 went down to Mexico <laughs> and gave a family 100,000 pesos, right? Takashi 6 by 9 got three million, got signed a $3 million deal while he was in jail when he ratted out the people that he ratted <laughs> out. Yeah, he's a rat. Okay, so what? I don't, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm just saying, the dude got I don't $3 know million anything about all that to give shit. away 100,000 is pretty cool. Than, I'm nothing just saying, all, hey, hold on, nothing better than three old white guys talking about what tech six nine is doing all right well yeah. we'll get back to it i gotta go lay down i'm gonna take some day quill and lay down all right well god bless everybody everyone all right yeah. i will see you guys all except for the god bless see you later on. okay bye-bye <laughs> hi bob this is a supplement for our uh for our uh <laughs> podcast that we did tuesday where you said you were negative and and uh, you, didn't uh, think it was, you didn't think it was uh, COVID. You tested negative. So, well, I'm going to become a COVID conspiracist. Uh, uh, I don't think the home tests work. All of us tested negative on the home tests. Elvis tested positive on PCR day before yesterday. I tested positive. I just tested negative on PCR, and he's having temperatures of 104. And, it's just a mess. So I didn't want to worry everybody. I just sent it to you, Mike, and you told the whole world. Yeah, because <laughs> I love you and I want everybody to send you positive vibes. Well, well, anyways, my message is like I am guilty of it. I mean, I think you can go back in other podcasts and say Omni is nothing. 
Omni might be nothing, but Omni BA2 is something. And so if you haven't gotten your booster, you should get it. I never got my second booster. Chrissy never got a booster at all. She's laying in bed. She's sick as a dog. Yeah. It's like, you know. So, so I, I looked up. You said that the, the, uh, the symptoms don't show up for five to seven five days. Five to seven days. But it says that they appear two to 14 days on the CDC website. I know. So I, well, that would be I, Saturday. The woman, Coachella. The woman's, well, you keep wanting to blame Coachella which outside, <laughs> no, I, I'm outside, only blaming outside. that woman. No, I talked I talk to Dr. Drew. I talked to the health official of Riverside County. Where this is all coming from, and the liberals don't want you to know, this is the schools because it spreads around in the schools just like a cold. So Elvis and Sydney both have COVID. Yeah. They both tested negative on home tests several times. Elvis has been sick for two weeks just with a cold, cough, whatever. So the teachers were right after all, all the teachers wanting to all the restrictions and all the masks and all the mandates and stuff. They were yeah, right. They probably, yeah, they probably shouldn't have taken it. I mean, we're all wrong. We all got to admit we were wrong. But if this, if this mutates again, I mean, this is as bad as anything I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. It says shortness of breath. You had that, right? You said you could hardly yeah, breathe. And I had to sleep sitting up. Body what's weird is Dr. Drew and I were talking in November of 2019, which is supposedly three months before COVID hits the world out of China. I had the same exact thing in the same exact room where I thought I was going to die. I kept going back and forth to the hospital and the urgent care. They told me I had pneumonia in my lower lungs. I don't know if you remember, Yeah, I but it's the same exact thing. So yeah. I don't know if I believe anything about anything, but I do wow, know for a fact crazy, you could have COVID and it doesn't test on a home test. But the government spent so many billions of dollars getting everybody these free home tests. Sure. We're going to talk it, about that on Tuesday. Yeah. So tell us about what happened to Idris. He was being weird. <laughs> and this is another thing about that. Once, once this got politicized, everybody has their opinions about it rather than just like observe so i just was withdrawn and sleepy and laying around and and we just thought he was tired or whatever and then and then he really got sick on whatever night it was tuesday night i was already sick with covid he got really sick his temperature spiked to 104 and he had a seizure there was no getting it down he couldn't oh hold God. down he couldn't hold down the Tylenol. He'd throw it up, right? And and it, it just hit 104, oh and then God. he just started seizing. And so I took him outside and took all his clothes off and put him on the the bench out the couch out there. And you know, I kept trying to calm him down. It was like three minutes he was seizing, and then he just went limp, like, and I thought he was dead. And oh, I had this, I had this moment where I had to give CPR, knowing I'm infected with COVID, <laughs> to my yeah. baby, right? Yeah, this is crazy. Oh my god, that's so. That's and and so then I just started doing chest, really slight chest things on him, and he started crying. But I think he was just limp from not seizing anymore. But his yeah. eyes were rolled back in his head, and it was so fucked up. And so then. The ambulance came, 
this is all interwoven with healthcare in America. Yeah. So, so the ambulance and the paramedics come, and by that time, you know, his temperature was dropping down to like 102, and they wanted to take him away in the ambulance. And I said, well, you go to Kaiser. And they said, no, we don't go to Kaiser. This is another racket they have. So we have a $4,000 ambulance bill that our insurance doesn't cover. They didn't take him to our Kaiser hospital. They took him to Pomona Valley, which after about five hours, they just um, gave him Tylenol and sent him home. I'm sure we're going to get a bill for that. Oh, my God. This is a broken healthcare system. And part of the reason why... Everybody keeps saying it's a racist healthcare system. I, I, yeah, it's probably racist. Everything in America is, but it's broken. It's not like it's fixed for a certain part of the world. It's a broken healthcare system. And there should even, be cross, there should be cross-platform sort of insurance plans. You know that cross-platforms, not only Kaiser, but go. You know what I'm talking about? Well, Kaiser is too overwhelmed because they're the cheapest. So in order to see a nurse last night, because I just, his temperature was up again to 103, um, to talk to a nurse via Zoom, they said two to four hour wait. I said, I said, fuck you to the lady on the phone. Fuck you. I have a baby that has 103 temperature. Well, you can take him to Fontana emergency room. I said, that's where all the, all the sickness is. And we're all sick. You want us who, who we all have COVID. Which COVID-infected person do you want us to take our one-year-old baby to a hospital and infect more people? The reason why you have telemedicine is to stop people from going to the hospital. But now they won't admit that they're so overwhelmed because they take so much money and say they can have so many members, but they can't provide health care to those members. Yeah. This is fucked man. up, man. It's well, just let's like talk beyond. about that all on Tuesday. I'm glad. I just got better right and came home yeah but he's a little he's not doing so well right now it's just up and down every few hours yeah it just he can't keep the antibiotics down he has ear infections and he can't he hasn't been able to keep the antibiotics down i tried to talk to kaiser can we come there and you give him intravenous antibiotics and they said oh you need to talk to your pediatrician and like you can't get an appointment with that woman for like four days it's just a hopeless, it's a hopeless healthcare system. You know, at Kaiser, you just have to show up and um, you show up and take whatever doctor is available. That's, that's what I've learned. About I know, that. but we all have COVID. Everyone yeah. in my house has COVID. Chrissy has it. I have it. Elvis has it. Sydney has it. Just walk right in and say, I got, we all got COVID and take care <laughs> of us or, you know, or whatever. Because Bro. you're our insurance <laughs> company. That's, I, you know. It's crazy. So, wow. and then the other thing, the medicine that got me better, we even had to kind of lie about because pro, it's prioritized. What would you take? Yeah, what, what yeah that pro, provo, what is it? I told uh, you. Paxlovid. Paxlovid. Yeah. And that's what keeps you out of the hospital. Why don't they just give that away? Why is it such a priority? It's so crazy. It's just crazy. So I have a feeling COVID is way worse in America and they're just liberal media is not talking about it because i'm not the only family uh, like uh two other families i know are going through it well yeah Some, and and you know how government they, works they just want it to be cured they want it to be cured and they want to be the ones that cured it you know 
waned. I, I think it's the same thing as the recovery business. We told everybody they were going to die in the 80s and 90s, and their chance of dying was very low. And now their chance of dying is very high. And they're just like, what? That's what you tell everybody for 30 years, you're going to die of drugs. <laughs> right, right. It's the same thing as this. Like, you know, this thing is, I mean, this is like there was Wednesday night. I was sitting up and I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking make it through this. Oh, you know, God. I'll tell you one thing I even thought about, Mike. I thought some heroin might fix this. I did on Wednesday night and I was just, you know, I don't even know how to get heroin. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're out of touch. Man. I couldn't, you'd have to wait for mail, mail order and then you'd be complaining about the heroin system I, being I, broken I where you know have to wait to for go. the heroin in the mail. The only thing I thought could fix my problems on Wednesday night was heroin. Nobody sells and it on I, the street anymore. What's wrong with where people? would you get it? <laughs> I don't think they have it anymore, but, um, but really why I wanted to do this little post op is, is, um, I didn't get my second vaccine because I believe the propaganda that Omni was nothing. Omni is not nothing. I thought you had the three, the three shots. I did. There's a fourth shot you can get. There's I've a second only had booster. Two. I've only had two. You've had, you haven't had the booster shot. I don't. Oh no! Maybe I've had the boot. I've got three. I've got three. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that's getting the same four. as me. Same I'm not as getting me. four. It doesn't seem to work. Well, Doctor Drew says now once I clear this, I'm good for a year. I said, I said, okay. He goes, you can kiss somebody with COVID. You're not going to get it again. So hopefully, I just get better and better. I've taken five of the ten doses. All right, we'll get Drew, better. Drew, Drew said I should have felt better yesterday. I felt awful yesterday. But well, hopefully um, by Tuesday when we talk again, you'll feel better. But I did want to uh, say hi. But here's here's the interesting here's the interesting thing to me is like it swept through our house. We have all got it. Yeah. Um, and then they have a bunch of rules that you're supposed to abide by. The schools told us the rules for Sydney to come back. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Do I give a fuck about your rules? You're the, we are the place this came from, most likely. And now you're going to tell us the rules? Like, I'm pulling my kids out of public school. Fuck this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, we most likely, okay, you can go two to seven days, five to seven days. Elvis has been sick for two weeks. He tested negative wow. two times, including day before yesterday. Right? Then he goes and gets a PCR test at, at Oro House, great yeah. institution of rehabilitation and COVID testing, and it comes back and it's positive. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, I just wish they would tell the truth. But, you know, like my friend this morning said, you expect the government to tell the truth? When did you stop being a punk rocker? So that's the theme. When did you stop becoming a punk rocker? You think the government's going to tell you the truth? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. All right. I love you. See you later. I love you. Thanks a lot. Everybody yeah. hang in there. Get a booster shot if you can. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>